Hey, listeners, this is Marcia Epstein with Jenny Washburn for our <laughs> monthly talk with me episode where we might be more on the art side. We might be more on the mental health side. We're definitely going to be on the laughing side. We might touch on the crying side. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anything's possible. And this is the show that we're recording on Friday, September 15th. Um, this is during National Suicide Prevention Week. And what that means to me is help yourself and others have a really good life. That's what it's all about. Um, I also want to give a shout out to some dear friends. Uh, I have several dear friends who unfortunately have anniversaries of loss to suicide of dear ones in their lives. And so this day and tomorrow and Sunday the 10th, and there are lots around this time that, that get me thinking about the importance of being kind and good to each other, because really that's what makes a difference. And and because of some, some things that I'm going through, I am going to start on the heavy side, and then we'll move into laughter, sharing a poem from a chapbook by a recent poet guest, Kendall A. Bell. The book and this poem, which is the last poem in the book, is called we are all ghosts. We're all ghosts. We're banging on doors asking for someone to listen, to hear us just once, just once. We are trapped in places we never wanted, never expected to be. We are the pieces of torn notes, the overturned glass, filling and staining carpets. We ask for forgiveness, receive the coldest shoulder. We will be quietly huddled in corners, sobbing our regret into days that never end. Reason I'm sharing that is not because that's the way we have to live. You know, we don't have to treat people like that. And when people treat us like that, screw them. Cut them yeah, out get of your them mind. out of there. <laughs> Move on. So part of the lesson of this show and always is really and truly be good to other people, be good to yourself. You get to set boundaries. You get to say, yeah, actually. It's not that I couldn't do this thing with you. Actually, I'm not going to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Making the choice. You know, making the choice is the hardest part sometimes. But once you make that choice, it's so freaking liberating. <laughs> and to me, it's so honest to be able to say yeah. it in a way that's like, I'm claiming it. It's mm -hmm. not that it's impossible for me to do something differently and make time to, to spend time with you. I don't freaking want to spend yeah. time with you. Yeah. I don't have to. <laughs> well, and, and not only, not only if it, well, reciprocity is a big word for me. Mm -hmm. So even if you're, when you're not receiving reciprocity, you have to look at that. What's going on yeah. with you yeah. Yeah. that you're not, that you yeah. can't give as, because yeah. if you can't give it, they're not going to get it. Yeah. But even if you feel like you're giving and giving and giving and you're not getting, then why are you doing that? Yes. What's what's it feeding you? What yes. why are you putting yourself through that? Yeah. Just yeah. move on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we can make changes. And that's the thing. I you and I talked just a minute before we started broadcasting about the Word Save Lives events that, yeah. that we did on Sunday and every year on National Suicide, excuse me, World Suicide Prevention Day, which is September 10th. Um, I've been hosting an event, and this year it included music, comedy, stories, howling, poetry, and drag. And I have to give a huge <laughs> shout out to Ms. Amanda Love. That was the most perfect way to end this event that had all this heart and soul in it. And the reason I asked her to do, uh, if she could do a piece, is because last year when I was getting ready for this event, listening to NPR, I heard RuPaul talking on Fresh Air saying, and drag saves lives, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Of course it does. And so mm -hmm. I want that to be part of this thing that mm -hmm. I do. And Ms. Mandelove, if you don't know who that is, and this area is at the Jazz House in downtown Lawrence. It's around 10.30, maybe even later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but each week, either Ms. Amanda Love or uh, somebody who she has uh, as, a, as a guest host is hosting a show. There's some featured performers. There's some open mic time for some of that, or, or sign up, not just open mic, but sign up. It's a blast. 
and she's all about love and she's funny and she's cute and it's like just do this thing so word save lives we had as i said we had this range from this lovely teen who i knew through girls rock lawrence uh-huh. and beautiful original music played on the keyboard and and singing that that person did and we had kevin Ravis, who is the poet laureate of kansas which sounds really formal and he has the least formal you can imagine he and in fact other poets laureate of kansas are like that very approachable <laughs> doing great stuff kevin brought his drum his best friend Ooh, motorcycle, oh, going motorcycle going his best friend is who is an amazing poet who lives in topeka and teaches at washburn they did some things together they did some things individually Nancy Hubble, who's somebody I knew from way back in the day doing social service work together, is also a poet. And she started with this oh-so-cute chicken blessing, which she gave <laughs> in chicken first and then the English translation. <laughs> we had a blast. I'm like, um, you guys laughed on Suicide Free today? Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's lots of good things going on. And that's the thing is that we need to, we need to have those highlights in our lives. You know, Absolutely. We need to get together with people. I mean, the comments that, you know, and that about, it's like, this is how every day should be. People felt filled with love from mm -hmm. the, the words they heard, the music they heard, being able to perform. Just they perform. being in a room with people sometimes and, and filling their energy. Yeah. Um, is, is, is enough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it yeah. Is. It's, it's really interesting. I, I, um, I felt very solitary this month okay. and I'm feeling it. I can, I feel it emotionally now. At first I, I really wanted to be solitary. Uh -huh. I wanted to be quiet. Um, but I'm a social person. And if I don't, if I don't have social interaction, um, a couple times a week, at least mm -hmm. two or three, four is optimal. Um, I start getting a little weird. And, and so I, I have to have it. It fills my cup. Yeah. And it when you me. talk about social interaction, I mean, you are happily married to Dan. Oh, yeah. You guys are great together. Talk a little bit about what, what kinds of extra social interaction are you talking about? I have to have, um, I have to have a group around me at least once a week. A group. A group. No, I have to be I have to be out in a group. Mm -hmm. And um and then I like to have one on one outside of the treatment room mm -hmm. with people. Mm -hmm. I have I have several clients now that we've become good friends and so or they were my good friends and you know they come in for a facial but we end up talking so much during the facial that now I either have lunch before and then a facial or we have a facial and then go out for cocktails. So you can talk so we for can two just, hours. So we can talk for two hours <laughs> because there's so much to talk about, uh -huh. you know? Um, so those are the kind of things. And uh -huh. this week I haven't had one thing after work. Oh. I usually have something. Uh -huh. um, I have, I've had one lunch with a friend. So it's been kind of a really quiet week for me. Uh -huh. And today I'm like, eh, I gotta, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go to Winfield. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I, and this is kind of exciting and terrifying at the same time, because when I get out of the habit of being with people, uh -huh. then to go back into a group okay. is sometimes a little intimidating. Uh -huh. So I think that's maybe that's why I keep it up uh -huh. so much uh -huh. that, you know, I have to because going in and out is kind of uh -huh. uncomfortable for me sometimes. I don't know. So if somebody somehow doesn't know about the Winfield Bluegrass Festival, what oh. do you say about well, I haven't been for three years, I don't think. And I resisted going for many, many years because I don't like bluegrass. So it's a week. Okay. It's a it's well. For some people, it's a month. But typically, <laughs> it's a it's it's a three day festival, uh -huh. music festival um, in Winfield, Kansas. Um, there's a whole uh, what would you call it society built around Winfield now that people go down two weeks early camping and and there's music everywhere. You can't walk twenty five feet without seeing somebody playing some instrument or singing or something. So 
there are thousands. I don't know how many people attend. I'm thinking 10,000 maybe. Um, And there's campsites everywhere. Uh And within these campsites, they have little groups of campers. Uh And within those groups of campers, there's music. Uh And so you've got all that going on. They have seven stages now. Two of them are kind of unofficial. Uh They just, people just sign up and play. Uh And it's, it's kind of crazy. And uh, so I'm going for the first time in three years, which I'm just going down for the day. I'm uh-huh. not staying. You're not uh, camping I'm not camping. Uh-huh. Um, staying with some friends in Wichita, driving down for the day and just going to enjoy walking around and seeing some people I haven't seen for a few years. Uh-huh. And, and you, you develop your once a year friendships. Yes. You know, the people you only see at Winfield, yes. you never see anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. And that's really interesting, too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to throw myself into a giant group tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Tomorrow. Which, you know, it's a totally different event and it's huge. And like, you know, what I was talking about that we did here in Lawrence. Yeah. But that same thing of all this positive yes. energy. People mm-hmm. are there because they love music. They love mm-hmm. sharing music. They love yeah. sharing music. They love people who love music. You yeah. know, and it's like this cool thing. Yeah. 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 And uh, quite honestly, uh, the reason I resisted so many years, I have a friend, a good friend that's gone for, I don't know, 30 years in a row, right? And she always wanted me to go with her. And I always resisted because I don't like bluegrass that much. Uh-huh. In fact, one day we were on a trip and Daniel was tuned something in on the radio and it was bluegrass. And I said, I don't want to listen to that. And he said, I thought you liked bluegrass. I said, I do at Winfield. It's the only <laughs> time I listen to it. I don't want to hear it any other time. <laughs> But but, uh, once you get there, it's so much more than just the music. Uh It is the music in capital letters, but it is more than that genre of Uh music. Uh And that's what's fun. Uh And there's lots of tie-dye. I'm not a tie-dye fan at all. No. No. And there's tie dye. I don't know why. There's tie dye that is beautiful. That that is yes, like artistic. The, yeah, there there actually is a, a couple in Lawrence, Irina and, and Cage, who do yes. tie dye, beautiful tie dye. And in fact, um, I think this is this weekend, so probably be too late by the time people hear it. But I think they're doing stuff. They sometimes do a sit, uh, stuff in conjunction with Percolator Lawrence. Uh, and you see pictures, or you go to their things. And it's like, oh my God, I had no idea that yeah. was tie dye. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful patterns, yeah. colors. I have stuff. a, I have a good friend, Nikki Fincham, that does tie. Has started doing tie dye, and she t- does the typical tie dye too. But then she, the other day, she posted these two dresses, and they were gorgeous. And I said, I want that one. Uh-huh. But as it turned out, it didn't fit. But so now we're talking. So I will wear tie dye, uh-huh. but not the typical big old zero pattern in <laughs> multiple colors. I'm just, that's just not me. It's just not me. <laughs> but you were open to seeing what you did and realized. Absolutely. Did. Yeah. And, isn't and that, I appreciate it. Yeah. And know? isn't that part of life? It's like, yeah, I'm going to look at new stuff. I'm going to try new stuff. I might Absolutely. like something that surprises mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I might like someone who surprises mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, so. that's important. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I ended up writing a piece that I that I, I appreciate that Chad Longhorn at the Journal World was was uh, willing to print related to Suicide Prevention Week and and it was one of those those same kind of things where it's like I'm gonna do something that I don't usually do and it's important to me to do and you know it's like sometimes we just we need to do that we need to mm-hmm. push a little bit we need mm-hmm. to do things differently to try things we haven't tried before our thing and I I know I talked about this last time we did a show together is is i i so appreciate and i keep telling my husband that i so appreciate that he did this this research and and got a kayak that's just perfect for yeah. us to go out and do our little you know couple hours on a lake somewhere and the dogs in the middle and you know and it's, it just works so well mm-hmm. it's a nice break and did mm-hmm. i know you know six months ago that i was gonna start going into a kayak no i had no idea <laughs> Yeah, Daniel's still hasn't gotten me in one. I, I'm willing, but it has to be, you know, the most opportune type of thing. You've done inner tube floaty things. You, yeah, like, kayak is a whole lot like that. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. you, you don't have to. You don't. It, 
you don't, I mean, it's like, I'm not talking about we're going to be kayak racers. We're right. talking about relax, enjoy, mm-hmm. watch yeah. herons. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if white birds that look like herons are actually herons or if there's something else. <laughs> no, but I'm going to say because for the first time we saw two yeah. that that we considered white herons. I haven't looked yet to see if that's what they I are. I think they are. But they're, it's really cool because you, 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 you see different stuff. And, mm-hmm. and one of the things we know that's really good for us is to get present, to be yes. paying attention to our sensory experiences mm-hmm. of what's going on mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Instead of that rumination and, oh, this, 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 this. This is a difficult do. thing for me too, which is why I think I've been wanting more solitary time. Mm-hmm. And, but yet I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't developed it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that just occurred to me too is, is in a kayak, when you're in the water, you see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Being in the water, because I've, I've boated before, but not mm-hmm. kayak, but being in the water, looking back on the shore is a whole different perspective of seeing things. Yeah. And things like kayaks, it's quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. that's part of the, to me, yeah. the joy. Is, that's my favorite part of boating is when we turn the motor off uh-huh. and Daniel fishes and I'm, I'm just sitting there and reading Uh the book and we haven't done that. I haven't done that for a long time. So Mm -hmm. it is, uh, but you know, but this being solitary and being quiet, I'm finding, although I'm craving it more, I'm also finding it more difficult. Daniel went out camping, um, for a couple of nights at Douglas County state Lake. And so I went out one night and had dinner with him and just sat by the fire and the full moon, watched the full moon come up. And it was, it was gorgeous. And after about two hours, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home now. I was I was done. It, I had difficulty just being there. Can you put so, any explanation on that? Like, have you, have you done any reflecting on what made it difficult? I, um, there's probably some things that I feel I should be doing and I'm not one to should all over myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of struggling with that. I've, you know, been working, doing as as my friends and I call it the work, Mm -hmm. um, examining myself and examining my reaction to things, uh, what triggers me, how I react to that trigger, what I can do to Mm -hmm. change that uh, perception. I've been working on this for four years now, daily. Uh I mean, this is something that is within my, my friendships, uh, my consciousness with those friendships, myself, my marriage. And although I, I think I've been doing the quote, the work for about 35 years, I went to Est long ago with, if you don't know what Est is, it was Eckhart Tolle. Uh-huh. No, not, no, no. Eckhart, 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 <laughs> yeah, Eckhart. And then it's and, the forum. And it's like yes. The yeah. Nice. And when I went to it, it was one of those things where they put you in a big ballroom with 200 other people and lock the doors and tear you down to build you up kind of thing. Um, no, thanks. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but I tell you what, it really, it, it spurred me into action for all these years and uh-huh. I'd put it aside and then I'd bring it out and then I'd put it aside uh-huh. and then I'd bring it out. And so for the last four years, I'd say I've surrounded myself with people that I've, um, that have been doing the work and some people jump into that with both feet, knee deep, neck deep and, and have massive changes in their lives. I, tiptoe into the water and my changes are not massive. They're slow and I resist them. And I recognize that resistance Mm -hmm. and yet I still keep going. And I think that's what, I think that the accumulation of that is getting to me. Mm that I need to really pay attention more. And so my, my need for solitary is probably a need to pay attention to myself more. And I'm still kind of trying to shove that back. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's the simplest explanation I can come up with. Okay. But um, but it is interesting. Yeah. I, have we talked since I spent a week in Santa Fe? No. Okay. So part of my whole goal for my birthday, my 65th birthday, was to, and, and again, I usually, when it's my birthday, have a big party, surround myself with all my friends, make a big deal of it. You know, I like being alive and I like getting older. Uh-huh. And although it is becoming a more, a much more interesting process than I ever imagined. Uh-huh. But this year I wanted to, I, I woke up one day and said, I need to be on the river in New Mexico. And I thought, well, I can't take my, you know, 30 closest friends. So what am I going to do? Um, so Daniel and my friend Betty Booth and I rented a house outside of Abiquiu, New Mexico, right on the Chama River. And I've been to the Chama before. I've been to the Rio Grande. In certain areas, you can, it's it's pretty shallow. It's more like what we might think of a creek, <laughs> but it's a river. And it's shallow. It's clear. You can get in it. You can just sit there. Lovely. And I was, yeah. And so I was, I packed our lawn chairs. I was going to plunk myself in the middle of the Chama, put my toes in the water and ponder my navel for two days. Uh-huh. Well, we get there and it's rained so much in New Mexico. Uh-huh. New Mexico is green right now, which is crazy uh-huh. in August and September. And they were letting water out of Lake Abiquiu and the Chama river was a roaring, raging torrent. Uh-huh. There was no getting in it. Mm-hmm. You could have, it was still shallow. It's only three, four feet deep in most places, but there was no putting a launcher in there. It would have been an Espanola in about three <laughs> minutes. And so it was interesting to immediately shift my thinking. Well, that ain't happening. I guess I'll have to enjoy this day another way. Uh-huh. And so we did. The, the river was incredible. It was 15 feet from our back door. We could sit out there and watch it and it's mesmerizing. It's like, it's watching a river flow like that is just like watching waves roll in on the Pacific or uh-huh. something. And the noise, the sound of it was fabulous. And we'd open our, we had windows open all the time and going to sleep by the river. And I'd wake up and the, the moon would rise right over our outside of a bedroom window over the river. And it was, it was glorious. It was uh-huh. cool, but it was different uh-huh. than what I had expected. Uh-huh. So after two days of just being blissed out by the sound of that river and not talking to many other people, we did go out to eat one night and we went to the lavender farm one afternoon and that was it. Otherwise it was the three of us by ourselves at the river. Uh-huh. I went back into Santa Fe and it happened to be, the uh, Indian art market in Santa Fe, uh-huh. which if you don't know what about the Indian art market, there's a square in downtown New Mexico, downtown Santa Fe that um, has a lot of activity. And on Saturdays, they always have uh, Native Americans sen- selling stuff. Or if you've been to the, the uh, Haskell art market, you know what that's like. This is kind of like the plaza art show on steroids, Mm -hmm. except it's all native art, Uh jewelry, painting, sculpture. It's the entire square and about, oh, six streets, about two blocks long of just booth after booth after booth Mm -hmm. after booth. Thousands of people there. Uh I had a total panic attack. I couldn't do it. Uh And this is something I'd really looked forward to, Uh but I couldn't do it. And so... Um, going back into a crowd, that was too much of a crowd. Uh-huh. I should have, you know, gradually so done some stuff, but it's interesting to start noticing these things about yeah. myself Yeah. and, um, questioning whether I really want solitude. Maybe I don't. What's uh-huh. wrong with that? Uh-huh. Probably nothing. I'm right. still reflective. Right. So I, it's, it's fun stuff to start noticing about myself. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. You know, trying. We also give permission to go. This isn't the right thing. Mm-hmm. But there's this this place of getting at least to that tipping point to me of, like at least get to really 
try yeah. to a certain extent. Yeah. Not just go, no, I don't do that. Yeah. You know, exactly. Say, no, that's just not my thing. Yeah. Like, well, how do you know? You've never yeah, done Yeah. You've it. never done it. Yeah. You've got to try it. <laughs> but we're talking about going to a little town called Eminence, Missouri to do a kayak trip. Uh -huh. I'm like, I am afraid of people with attitudes that are scary to me that have come out <laughs> loud since the election. And I'm like, yes. is it going to be safe? <laughs> I had a really bad experience traveling. We were just traveling to St. Louis, I think it was two years ago, maybe it's only a year ago, and at a gas station stop. And this combination of vehicles with can the stars and bars oh. and people and some guy yelling at my husband and I'm like, Oh my God, I just, I feel like we're going to get killed. This is, I mean, seriously, like this yeah. feels it's scary. It's, it's, it's mm -hmm. not just that emotion, but it's like, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what's mm -hmm. going on. And we have, uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the world we live in, but you still have to go there. You can't, uh, to me, you can't hide out. Mm -hmm. You can, to me being solitary is not is not hiding out mm -hmm. i don't i'm not sitting in my home because now i think i'm scared of big crowds mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna go to winfield another big crowd <laughs> but but everybody's in tie-dye so it's okay but there are there you know there uh it's not all it's not liberal city down there either you know there are a lot of opposing views in winfield so yeah yeah it is interesting but music brings everybody together yeah it's very it's a fascinating place yeah <laughs> <laughs> that, those, those divergent views and and i was talking to this delightful person yesterday named rick stacy who's a storyteller and artist is oh just amazing person you know and and his his belief is that we really need to use art, in his case, storytelling and Winfield music and other people might be mm -hmm. comedy or poetry or mm -hmm. whatever it is to bring people together as opposed mm -hmm. to challenge people. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm a little, I see advantages both ways, you know, so I think, well, some of you, some, some people need to do the bringing together and some people need to do the in your face. You better think about this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to yeah, say. Yeah. Well, because, um, yeah, that's interesting because bringing using comedy, let's just use that as an example to bring us together. There's some, some comedians I don't want to listen to. They're not going to bring me to anything. Mm -hmm. um, there's some music. I don't want to listen to that guy because I, I'm totally opposed to his mm -hmm. views. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it might be a good song, but it's not worth me going to a concert or buying an album because of it. Mm -hmm. um, drawing the line is often a very interesting choice. And where do you make that line a little bit blurred and where mm -hmm. you don't? Mm -hmm. um, conversation this week on Facebook about lumber, buying lumber in Lawrence, Kansas, and how people didn't want to buy from the two big box lumber stores because of their political views. Well, then where do you go? There's one place basically in Lawrence just because it's local does it now I'm, I'm just totally right. speculating. I have no idea here yeah. just because it's local. Doesn't mean that their political views are any different. Yeah. Well, and I don't know exactly, you know, what, what information people had, but I will also say it's good for us to try to find some more information before we assume. absolutely you know i i saw a friend post a thing about home depot and i don't know if that's one of the i think that's what we may be and, talking you know, about the same thing. and and i will just say listeners if you don't know the source already go to snopes.com mm -hmm. when there's something that you see online and you wonder is that true or not so i went to snopes to see what the deal was with with this home depot story not that I, I don't fix shit around my own. It's not like I go to Home Depot for but, um, but what I learned was that the person who was making the statements that people felt very concerned about if they, if they disagreed and they didn't want to shop there because of this, 
that person had not been affiliated with Home Depot for, for a long time. Yes. And Home Depot, they, in the Snopes article, they, they share, you know, sort of what the background information is. And they showed a, a screenshot of one, I think it was a tweet, where somebody said, you know, I'm never going to Home Depot again because you're blah, blah, blah. And the Home Depot was res- response was, well, you know, we respect your, your right mm-hmm. to choose, but we do want to, to let you know that that person is not affiliated yeah. with Home Depot, nor is that stance reflective yeah. of who yeah. Home Depot is. So, so, you know, we can, we can check things out and a, and a similar kind of thing came up and I, and I really appreciate this. A friend of mine posted something it was last year around uh, election times about how he wasn't going to uh, support, he wasn't going to patronize a couple of local businesses that were under the same ownership because of their support for um, something that he was very opposed to and that um, he, he had a screen, he had a photo of a political sign in the store window. I remember that. And, and Dave Greenbaum, who has a Dr. Dave computer repair and, and is to me, he's, he's a, we became friends a long time ago. He's, I think he's a great person. I'm not saying that I have to agree with him with everything he says, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's, he's, he's a friend. I think he's a very ethical business person. I have lots of respect for him. Dave's question was, do you know whether that sign in that window is a reflection of the business owner or the building owner? And if the building owner is totally separate, did the business owner even have any choice yeah. in whether or not that was there? Which was a really good question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, um, the business owner did place the sign and it was exactly what the business owner wanted to communicate, you know, so, so there's that, but that was a good reminder to yeah. before we judge, let's at least try check to it out. It's so easy, especially with um, media and the now fake news uh, moniker that we, we do jump to conclusion mm-hmm. quicker, I think than ever before. Mm-hmm. And we really do have to stand back and look at things mm-hmm. carefully mm-hmm. and decide then, is it worth, is it worth your effort? Is it worth your time? Is it worth, uh, not patronizing somebody mm-hmm. if, if that is or is not true. One of the posts later on in that whole Home Depot thing Mm -hmm. was, well, you know, you can not shop there, but you're not, you're one person not shopping there ain't going to make a bit of difference in the company. It may make a difference for you Mm -hmm. and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But don't think that, you know, the five people in this discussion are going to make a big difference to Home Depot. Yeah. Because it won't. They're a conglomerate. Yeah. And unless you make it an organized national effort, it's not going to make a difference. And frankly, I don't think anybody has energy for that anymore. I mean, there's so many. I'm going to challenge that because I think there's lots of mobilization that's happened since November 8th. Oh, absolutely. Didn't didn't know could happen. It is happening. And and there is, is there is something to be said for, for me being able to spend my time and money with, with businesses that I, that I believe I am a good match for. You know, so it becomes a personal choice. Yeah, so so we can we can do things um, to really support. You know, patronize someplace. I'm as people know, I'm a huge fan of the Raven Bookstore. Yeah, and I'm not a huge fan of ordering stuff online. And in terms of from the major booksellers online, because I love all the things for the community that mm-hmm. Raven does. You know. Yeah. I, I love that it that it's there and has this special niche and uh-huh. has all these cool readings and it's it's a wonderful place nurturing our community, you know. So so somebody might say, Well, yeah, but this week on at Amazon that book's on sale for blah blah blah. It's like you know, over yeah. time the it, it's that's that's not Yeah, I don't do it for a savings, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 And and I'm that way with food and with eating out. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you the last time I ate at a chain. But yeah, I can. It was on vacation and it was a 
you know, drive through. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. but uh, if I'm going to go out to dinner, I'm going to go out to one of the hundreds of locally owned restaurants we have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's more important to me. Yeah, and it's but it's one of those things where if you're going to a smaller community, remember that you have to eat pretty early because yeah, yeah, close. yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You've had a few experiences like, oh crap, we're gonna just have to buy shitty food because there's no place open to eat at Man, 8 p.m. <laughs> I want to give a fun shout out because um, when we did kayaking at the the state fishing lake, uh, I guess it's the Leavenworth State County State Fishing Lake, whatever it is in Tonganoxie, we ate at Grandpa's Burger Box on the highway in Tonganoxie. Yeah, and. I've oh my god, great. that's still there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this little teeny place yeah. that has this this silly mural of cows and the female in very short shorts on, <laughs> on the outside the front Daisy wall. Dudes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah, the hamburger. I mean, I, I know it wasn't good for us. They're the buns are toasted on the grill, so there's yeah, probably lots of butter. Yeah, or margarine <laughs> they use, and, and we ordered French fries. I can't remember the last time. I, I, oh, yeah, it, it tasted so good. And yep. granted, we just come out of a couple hours of kayaking, but but it tasted so good, and it was such a treat to go into this little teeny place. Like mm -hmm. I want to eat there. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that is a good place. I haven't. I didn't even know it was still open. Well, my friend Kevin said, That's "No, nice. don't go there. Go to Helen's Hilltop. Yeah, it's the biker bar, but their burgers are so much better." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess next time we go to the lake, there you there, go. Have to yeah. hit the Helen's Hilltop, which I knew the name of because every poker run for fundraising motorcycle. Oh yeah, always I've goes met, there. Always uh -huh. pass at Helen's. <laughs> I've always heard, you know, people say positive things but i've never actually been in there to, to oh. know what the food is and it's not like the burger bar it has but i'm not saying that's the only kind of good burger because yeah i think the burger bar yeah the burger stand whatever it's called yeah oh well yeah, yeah you got your foo, foo burger and then you got your bobs <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. you got your that's truffle good. oil or you got your vegetable oil that's yeah, <laughs> all good so try new things Try some mm. alone time. And I, and I like, you know, part of what you said early on was to, to really look at what's, you know, in relationships, what is it that I am putting out? Absolutely. And what is it that the other person is putting out? And, and to take some responsibility both, you know, and be open to looking at both. Yeah. Because it may not be all that person's fault. Well, and occasionally it is, but... <laughs> Sometimes it can be. Well, as I told you, I've, I've spent the morning texting with a friend that I thought something was wrong. Uh -huh. I thought something was going on in our relationship that was not right. And it has been bugging me for at least three weeks. And I've been with this person a couple of times and made up huge stories on how they were reacting to me. And and today I find out it's all me. I read, I misread a cue somewhere along the line. And then I made a big up story about it mm -hmm. and that um, things must be different. And what have I done or what have I said? Or, you know, what's, um, what's going on here? And, um, and, and I find out today through these texts that nothing's different. You know, life happens. Mm -hmm. Things happen that, you know, take us one direction um, that maybe is out of the norm for that friendship. And it's just a thing that's going on. It's not a, it, there's no reason. There's no. It wasn't about you. It wasn't about me. Uh -huh. I made it up. I made it up completely. Uh -huh. So, yeah, when you get triggered, not only do you ask, you know, what happened here or what did they say, but why am I reacting to it in that way? Mm -hmm. You have, you, ha it all comes back to what you're fearful about, mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. um, and fear is the basis of, yeah. of so many emotions. Yeah. 
And and I think sometimes we need to make a direct statement. I don't know, you know, obviously what the text communication looked like between the two of you, but sometimes we need to be able to say, you know, I, I need to let you know that I felt really hurt when you did this. Yes. Thing. And it's not saying you're a jerk, you're me. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. This is and that person may not have any idea. Has no now, idea. But I've also right. had the the other experience with a person didn't care. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and there's friendships that, that, you know, there's the ebb and flow of an, of a friendship. Sometimes it just changes for one yeah. reason or yeah. the other. And then there's those times that something specific happens to change the friendship. Uh -huh. And so after three weeks of making up all these stories and wondering and wondering and looking for the best time, I said, screw it. I'm just mm -hmm. going to text today and find out what the hell's going on. And when I did, they said, oh, I don't know. Nothing's different. So without being too specific, can you say a little bit about how you started that conversation just to give somebody else an idea? I, I gave the, the example for me that I might say, hey, you know, when you did this, I felt really hurt. And again, I had somebody who was able to engage around that and somebody else who literally, yeah, like didn't care. So here is um, here's how I started out. I know that this is a story and all that jazz, but the story is getting bigger and bigger for me and I have to know what's going on. I feel things things are different between us and I'm simply clueless as to why. If it is simply at the ebb and flow of a friendship, it makes me very sad. If there's something I've done, I feel our past would warrant a conversation. I don't think I'm making it up, at least uh, a figure, and then I went on to mm -hmm. explain it, uh, my emotion a little bit mm -hmm. better. And, and he, they came back with, I'm sorry you feel that way, friend. There's really nothing going on over here at all. It's a and I'm assuming there's and, more interaction oh, after yeah. that. We've been, we, that, yeah, that there's that lots. Be there's lots, to, yeah. To like yeah. That could be like, are you blowing me off? Or yeah. Me no, there was a lot yeah. more yeah. conversation. And we have that kind of relationship that we can be completely and totally honest uh -huh. and say things that maybe you wouldn't say to to a lot of people. Uh -huh. So, and I went on to say, you know, I, I know that part of my thing is even jealousy that we used to have a, 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 a different type of friendship and now we don't. And uh -huh. I'm a little jealous of that. Mm -hmm. So, but here's what happened. Once I started writing it out and verbalizing it, it became clearer and clearer and clearer to me yes. how I was, in charge of my reaction. It wasn't, they weren't creating that in me. I was creating it. Tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that. Because I, I'm the person who says, you feel however you feel and no judgment about that. Mm -hmm. um, yet I also believe sometimes it's helpful to get a sense of what was that feeling stimulating? Yeah. What was the source of that feeling? Right. Yeah. Well, and I, and I, I think the source of that feeling for me in this instance was my uh, insecurity and, um, and my allowing it to get bigger than it was. Uh -huh. If I'd said something three weeks ago, <clears throat> when I first felt uncomfortable, um, I wouldn't have been, making it bigger than it is now. Um, I would have nipped it in the bud, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And th that's on me. It certainly is. I mean, they didn't even know I was feeling this way because I wasn't verbalizing it. Mm -hmm. I think we do that in a lot of relationships. Marriages do that. We think of, you know, well, why is he, why is he, why is he going fishing this weekend? What, you know, what, what, what did I say or do that's driving him away? You know, that, I think that if we don't say right at the moment, this is making me feel uncomfortable, what's going on, and have an a honest and open relation, a, a conversation with it, that I'm creating whatever's going on in my head mm -hmm. if I haven't verbalized it yeah. in some fashion mm -hmm. or written it or spoken yeah. the word. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I'm creating it. Now, there may be something specific that happened. Maybe somebody did you wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and we go back then to the reciprocity that we first began with. That 
that if they've done you wrong and it's been and it's it's something that's clear concrete and clear and you address it and they say well i don't care yeah then back off go away yeah. and start over there's a little <laughs> meme that that i don't know where i found it but it's like occasionally this is what's appropriate and and, and the, the statement on it is giving some people a second chance is like giving them another bullet because they didn't kill you the first time <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so discernment is a good thing <laughs> discernment is very good <laughs> you don't help them load the gun <laughs> Uh, yeah, but it's, it's interesting that the things that we can create, I mean, even I could have created a whole mess of my vacation because I couldn't sit in the river. Right. You know, I could have been, I could have stomped my foot and been pissed off about that for two days. And instead I just sat beside it instead of in it. Uh -huh. You know, so it is, it is exactly what we want to create. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. There's my word for the day. All right. It's what we want to create. Well, there's that part of me that I know people don't like the words perfect, but but there's a part of me that that often says, for example, with the Sunday night word save lives event, whatever happens will be perfect. Absolutely. And that's really yes. what I believe. <laughs> I I totally agree with that. And we can we can make up in our, our mind how we want things to go, but you can't attach to it. When people talk about no attachment, that to me, that's what that means. You can have expectations. Just don't be attached uh -huh. to your expectation because it may and most likely won't happen exactly <laughs> as you think it will. And, you know, weddings are the perfect example of that, right? Women have, a lot of women have these fantasy weddings in their head and it's going to look like this and it's going to, and then I'm going to do this. And, you know, and, and the reality of it is, you know, you're going to get in that dressing room and something's going to go wrong. You know, <laughs> something's going to go wrong. Just think about that. And then later it can be your perfect thing. And when you look back at those pictures, it, it, it was perfect. Uh -huh. You don't remember that, you know, grandma forgot to bring the bobby pin so we couldn't get your updo right. You know, <laughs> things like that. So, <laughs> And shout out to people like me who are like, I didn't do any of that. I yeah. married in the backyard of the house that we lived in. Yeah. It was all easy. It was a few people. It was all good. <laughs> I've been married twice at, uh -huh. at a courthouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was not perfect. And neither <laughs> were the weddings or the marriages. <laughs> That's funny. I'm very, very fortunate that I've been married once to, to Kyle as, as a person who has supported me in ups and downs and crazy work schedules. Isn't that great? And intensity and people coming into our home that he's like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. It'd be fine. <laughs> it's all going to be fine. <laughs> we have a good life on the intensity and his calm presence. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's our marriage. Exactly. <laughs> I yeah. see that in several friends, couples, friends that have been together a long time. It's like, it's really good when. Oh, you when have to have that balance. Yeah, you have that difference. If two people are, you know, going on all these projects all the time and, you know, it's like that doesn't yeah. work. But yeah. when somebody's real way of being in the world is more low key, then that, that's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that sometimes I think that's the way I want to be, but I know that's not true. Uh -huh. I, I couldn't, I don't, I'm not that person. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. So. And, and as we've been talking about relationships and communication and, and solitary and reflection and all that stuff and social, I want to hear more about your goddess work because oh. the circle 
that is it isn't something I've, I've chosen to to fit yeah. into my schedule yet and and I think that's something that it it has become I this is something I really really love doing mm -hmm. um so I'm meeting with women on the first Wednesday of the month and the the circle that I'm doing I'm calling the, the goddess within it's a circle of women. It provides a safe and secure place for women to be authentic. And I know that word is sometimes overused, but a lot of times women, uh, we can talk to our friends, but it's different when you're talking in a group of women without judgment, without overtalk and without advice. And I create a... I think I create a safe space and a sacred space by the ritual behind it. So we gather, it's limited to about 20 women because that's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> um, so far we've, the first month we had 16 second last month, wow. this month we had um, 17 plus me. Uh -huh. um, that, that's all that we can physically fit in the space. Uh -huh. And that's really all that we would have time for uh -huh. as we share. Uh -huh. So the, the ritual behind it is we gather, we bring, I make decaffeinated tea. People bring simple snacks like nuts and chocolate and <laughs> nuts and berries and chocolate. And um, we start out by, uh, with a guided meditation. And then we do introductions so you go around the circle you say your name and you give kind of an update of what's going on what's on your mind at the moment we like to keep it positive and short we don't need a lot of details because there's 20 women we got to get around to right and then after that there's a theme for the evening and i present the theme i also this time i put it out a couple of days before to those that were coming so they can kind of think about it and mm -hmm. meditate on it. Um, so we talk about the theme, take a little break, and then we come back and we share. We go around the circle again, or in last week's case, we just popcorned back and forth to whoever wanted to speak regarding the theme. Um, it can be directly about the theme or it can be an offshoot of the theme, but whatever that, whatever the theme of the evening was and how what that meant to you. Um, and then we do another short meditation and then we close the circle by saying our name and in one word or short phrase that we're taking away for the evening mm -hmm. because of what's been said. Mm -hmm. um, the first theme was regarding the new moons and Leo because it was a very energetic, uh, astrologically energetic uh, time. And it was uh, the new moon um, ended on the eclipse. So that was pretty powerful. This time we kind of extended that, although in the future we'll be talking about a, a lot of other things, including women, uh, female archetypes, goddess archetypes and so on. And, and looking at the light and dark shadows of those archetypes and how we relate to that. Um, this time we, we continued on with the theme because it was, it was also the full moon, coincidentally. That wasn't planned, but we met on the full moon. A lot of energy around that coming off of those new moons. So we talked about that. So courage was a big topic. This time, uh, loss was a big topic because a lot of the women had either were going through empty nest, their children were leaving mm -hmm. or they were caring for their parents and their parents were leaving them. Mm -hmm. So it, that was kind of a, a theme that came up. Mm -hmm. So it's very, it's really powerful. People automatically, even if you've never done anything like this, once you're in that space and you feel that energy, you go deep, mm -hmm. you, you get it, mm -hmm. you understand, you can, and you can verbalize those emotions, those thoughts, and one of our rules is no over-talking and no, uh, no advice. Mm -hmm. Now, later, if, so, if you want to seek advice, great. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, you leave with knowing that there were all those other women in the room that heard you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them felt exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really, I do, I go to two others. 
Well, it's only been one other because the other one's kind of disbanded. But so I go to the red tent that's held at Good Earth Gatherings, uh, the Wednesday closest to the new moon. I think it's the new moon. Might be for the full moon. I can't remember. But um, and it is it's very similar. And uh, Tamara Fairbanks Ishmael does that one. And um, I didn't know a soul when I went the first time, mm -hmm. besides Tamara. And I've I've developed friendships out of this group. Of course. So it's really cool. Yeah. Really cool. And if people want to find there is a Facebook page called the goddess within you can like the page and then see when the events happen. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, again, it's the first Wednesday of the month, mm -hmm. but go to that Facebook page and you'll know what the theme is mm -hmm. and where we meet and all that. And how long is a meeting? It's about two hours, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We start at seven and the last two times we've been done by nine. Um, there may be some lingering, you know, mm -hmm. for a few minutes mm -hmm. afterwards, but, it's an evening. It's an evening to give yourself. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So for you as the person who's also leading it, can you say a couple things about what you also get out of it to be more uh, specific about that? Like, I'm... Yeah. Well, yeah. intense gratitude okay. is the biggest thing I get out of it. Um, that that those women allow me to listen and to hear what they have to say and that they um, listen and hear what I have to say. I do, even though I'm leading the group, I also participate mm -hmm. in uh, my share um, and my, my what's going on during the introduction. Mm -hmm. um, I also get a sense of, uh, Besides the gratitude, I a sense of that I've been able to give something to somebody. Um, that's that's really important for me. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and insight. I mean, just listening to some of these women, I think, wow, that's you know, that's exactly how I felt mm -hmm. at that time, or maybe, or you know, maybe. Uh, it's there's a lesson in there for me to learn to remember to take with me so yeah those are all the things i get out i of love it. the descriptions that you that you gave because they're all things that are very important to me and things that i strive for with the groups that i facilitate that are yeah. related to suicide whether it's the bereavement group or the group with people who are focusing on having safer lives because they have suicide thoughts and attempts and and that thing of being in a space where it's safe to say what you need mm -hmm. to say being heard knowing your words and your listening are helpful to other people yeah yeah those are wonderful things yeah those are those are reasons to participate in groups that are that are that are hosted by somebody who helps facilitate that you know yeah Sometimes, sometimes there are, there are things that that in that kind of a group, something gets said that doesn't really work for other people, and and there's some impact of that, and, mm -hmm. and it's helpful when the host can facilitate something guide it back that, to yeah, to, you know, to acknowledge and to, to acknowledge people wherever they are, you know. So mm -hmm. it's, there are, there are some really great experiences that can happen in groups, and that can feel scary. The idea that I'm going to oh, be yeah. vulnerable and yeah. open with a group of people, starting with, I don't even know these people. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. don't think so. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm, I, that's the other thing. I'm, it, one of the reasons why I'm so grateful is that people come that are feeling vulnerable because they've not been in that situation. Mm -hmm. I had some people sign up for the first one that I know have never been in this kind of a situation. Mm -hmm. And I was so, I, I admired their bravery for put mm -hmm. the, putting themselves out like that. And whether or not you participate, you can come and just watch. You don't have to say anything, hmm. you know? I mean, it's not a requirement that you share mm -hmm. because a lot of people just aren't comfortable doing that. And one of my, one of my agreements, we have a list of agreements for everybody that just the, you know, how to behave, basically mm -hmm. keep it short and sweet, you know, no judgment, no over talking mm -hmm. confidentiality. Mm -hmm. You don't go out and tell the stories. But one of them is that if you are not, if at any point you're not comfortable 
and you feel the need and because we've all been there, I need, I need to get out of here. Mm -hmm. If you feel that, get up and walk out. Nobody is going to say, oh, well, she can handle it or, mm -hmm. well, that was weird. Or, you know, you just, if you need to leave, you leave. Mm -hmm. Don't put, don't put yourself in a position of being uncomfortable or making somebody else uncomfortable with your uncomfortableness. So when it's not helpful and it's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah. You might be uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but if it's so, if, if it gets to a point where it's physically uncomfortable yeah. and you feel like you're going to come out of your skin, maybe yeah. you need to yeah. walk out yeah. for a while and at least take a break. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you need to come back, great. But, yeah. but that's a rule. I mean, that's, that's an agreement that we have that you can do that uh -huh. without judgment. Uh-huh. Cool. We have filled an hour. Wow, and we haven't talked about one event going on in this town at all, <laughs> which is usually what we always talk about. <laughs> we talked a lot about connection and mm -hmm. about paying attention to our own reactions to things and yeah. to striving for clear communication and for, to the value of speaking as well as the value of listening of listening yes you know and that that gets back to the poem i shared at the beginning we are all ghosts we have that opportunity to provide the yes. gift of listening mm -hmm. the gift of caring the the kind of ground rule that you talked about which is let somebody say do not assume somebody needs advice mm -hmm. simply because yeah. they have shared something with yeah. you yeah yeah good stuff good listening skills be kind to yourself and to others. Yes, that's really the only thing we can do. Yes. And that, that's, yeah. that's, that's the guiding principle. Thank you, Jenny, for joining me Thank again. Thank you, Marsha. Always fun. Thank you, listeners, and so long.